going on, everybody? This is Nick with Vantage Point Podcast. Want to welcome you back again. Um, we just celebrated Christmas, so Merry Christmas to everybody and coming up on a new year uh, here in a couple of days. But we wanted to um, just welcome you to week four um, of the series we've been in called Perspectives. And I just pray that that you've gained something from this. We've had some amazing guests on and I got another Another uh, special guest here, not a stranger to Vantage Point, actually his second time, I believe, um, on on this podcast, and we're going to introduce him in a minute, but I want to continue um, to encourage you to uh, just like and subscribe, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or iHeartRadio, share these videos, let us know how we're doing, let us know how Vantage Point has impacted you, especially as we come to the close um, of season two of Vantage Point Podcast. This is episode 49. And then in a couple of days, I'm going to actually have episode 50. Um, where we're going to close out the series. We're going to close out this year. We're going to close out with just one last perspective and a couple of things that I really feel like God is putting on my heart to share with you right before we close out 2020. But Let's stay focused here on week four, and I'm going to introduce this gentleman um, to my left, I believe, if we're looking at the Zoom screen the right way, but um, just one, this is my brother, my friend, um, the doctor, uh, Dr. Lee, not yet, yet, but close. Uh, I'm just going to introduce and let him talk a little bit about who he is and what he does, but this is Lee Scott, brother, welcome to Vantage Point, my man. Welcome back. Right, right. Welcome back. Thank, thank you, Nick, again for having me. Um, I, I really appreciate what you're doing with Vantage Point, giving people perspective about faith, perspective about life. And even over this year, you talked about so much stuff. Um, I really enjoyed it, your America Divided series. Thank you, brother. Great, 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 great stuff. Um, and, and you really, really unpacked uh, faith and how we should look at who we are as people as it relates to what's going on in our country and our culture and how we can get caught up and you know all the noise will be focused on who we are yeah Um, so thank you for doing that that actually encouraged me but yes i am lee scott um i am the host and creator of uh uh, leading with lee it is a podcast and vlog where i talk about life and leadership um and i'm a jackson mississippi native i always gotta rep my city man i love my home you got to you got to Right, right. I've, I've never home. been to Mississippi, but right, right. I, I've, I've read about it. I've heard about it. Just come on down south. Look, look, look. Everybody from Chicago got family from Mississippi. That, now, that is true. That is true. <laughs> that is true. You know, everybody. Detroit, Chicago, uh, and uh, maybe Cleveland, y'all got y'all got like the south. Great Migration or something. Exactly, exactly. My, mine are from Alabama. Um, I, I got a sprinkle in there from Mississippi, but most are from, I believe it's Riderwood, Alabama. I don't even know where that is. I don't even know where that is. Come through, come through, you know. <laughs> but I currently live in Tulsa, um, and so I'm getting my master's degree at Oral Roberts University in uh, leadership. And so, you know, I, as Nick said, I am one step closer to another degree. I don't know. We, we will see what happens over this next year or so. Uh, I got some things I need to take care of first before I think about getting a doctorate. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm doing that, um, right now. So yeah, Nick, thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and I I will tell y'all, if you remember, um, back in, I think it was June, uh, when we did persons of interest, um, wow, it doesn't even seem like that was that long ago, but, um, 
Lee brought such an amazing perspective on so many things, whether it's leadership, legacy, life, all of those, the three L's, there you go. Um, but I, I wanted to... Um, Add it to the mantra. Come on, come on, add it to it. Life and legacy. Look, at, look at you, look at you. We marketing <laughs> on here right now. We, we got this. Right. Um, but I wanted to to bring Lee on because this, this season, the series we've been in, um, perspectives, and, and it's something that I feel that, you know, in 2020, you know, if, if we're not, if we haven't been careful, we, we get the wrong perspective. Um, or we're so done with 2020, probably around yeah. March or April, something may have happened, something was going on, clearly, we're still dealing with now. Um, and other things that have just kind of stricken, especially if you're in the US, and I think even now globally, like this has been one of the craziest years I can remember in my lifetime. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for some fo folks, it's, it's like you want to cash it in. You're cashing in 2020. I'm done right. with it. But right. I, I would say before you cash it in, um, what did you learn? What did you gain? And I, I would hate for anybody to throw away 2020 and everything with it which might be your revelation, which might be the wisdom that God wanted you to get, which might be the blessings that he wanted you to get because we weren't tuned in to the right perspective. And so this whole series has been just guest after guest sharing their perspective um, and, and just their insight. So Lee is going to be, this one's going to be no different. And so we're just going to kick it off with this first kind of just question. Um, if you could sum up 2020 in three words, if you could, what would they be and why? So I was thinking about the three words that came to mind is stillness, um, uh, revelation was another one, and consistency. And I know those seem like words seem like they have nothing to do with each other. But those are three things that came to mind. The reason why I said stillness is because I think this is the first time in a lot of people's lives where they really had to stop and really think about everything. Like, we, especially in America, I mean, in most very wealthy countries, there's a lot of hustle and bustle going on. There's a lot of movement. There's always somebody doing something. Yeah, yeah. And you get so caught up with trying to keep up with the Joneses and call, get so caught up in trying to make the next buck or trying to make the next business move or trying to make the next leadership move, trying to get this right uh, conversation or right position or all these different things. I think this year for the first time, a lot of people had to literally stop yeah, yeah. and just be still and, and actually embrace nothing happening. Like it, it actually made people evaluate how much they know about themselves. Mind you, some people are in relationships, but let's not even get to the relational thing. Okay. Let's talk about how much do you know about you at this point? Yes. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you are not the same person you were even last year. So how, so one of the big things about 2020 has been this stillness thing. People having to sit in the quiet and sit with their thoughts. That has been a big thing that has happened this year and has challenged people to really understand who they are, really evaluate 
who they are, which leads me to the second word, which was revelation, because I think a lot of people start to realize how much value they had in themselves. But then another point was, I think a lot of people have to realize, uh, or it was revealed to them how much they didn't know about themselves. And it was also revealed to them the right relationships in their lives. It was revealed to them um, some of their gifts and talents that they had not been reinvesting in. I think there's a lot of rediscovery that's been happening this year because you can solely depend on the job you went to to provide for you. I think there's some people that really had a moment where 15 years ago or 10 years ago or five years ago, they had this brilliant idea, but because of life, they didn't have the time to invest. They didn't have the resources to invest. They didn't have the courage to invest. So therefore they just put it on the shelf and didn't think about it. And now for the last 10 months or so, or, or nine or 10 months, They've either been sitting at home or been working less hours. So now they have to uh, figure out how to invest in some ways. And so it's pushed people to actually really rediscover or unlock some old stuff. And, and a lot of revelations have happened for a lot of people. I think a lot of people have actually gone forward with business ideas that they never thought they would go forward with because they didn't have a job. Oh, yeah. And, mm -hmm. and you know, one thing that we have learned is desperation or limited resources is a place where creativity is birth. Yeah. You know, the most genius ideas comes when you have the lack of resources. It, it, like the, the reason why Apple is such a phenomenal company is when it first came into the fold, there were major companies who had been creating, you know, these major products, but it was a small group of group, uh, of designers and engineers and thought people led by Steve Jobs who were just feisty, who are scrappy and say, hey, I know we got uh, Hewlett Packard here and IBM and they're dominating the market and there are other companies that are dominating the market, but we're gonna get in the market and compete on a high level and say, hey, we're, we're providing something that's unique. Yeah. And, that, and that creative moment actually caused them to be significant. I think um, that, that's what's super important. I think the last one, I almost forgot what I said, Nick. Uh, but 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 the last one, I think, uh, in reflecting on it, um, I actually did just forget what I said. Uh, but but I think in reflection, I think those are the big three things that people have to think about. Um, or those things being cons oh consistency. Yes, consistency was the last one. Yes, what? Consistency is big because one thing that I think everyone has to to realize is I think this has been a moment where you have actually been challenged to to evaluate what are you actually committed to yeah was it conditional what was it was it based on when things were normal like if I was committed to my health this is the year I really found out if I was actually committed to or was I doing it because you know I had the right environment or I had a comfortable environment or I had things that made it convenient. Conveniency can be a da dangerous thing because sometimes convenience is the enemy of progress and success. Comfortability can be the enemy of progress and success. Mm -hmm. Being able to just go do what you want to do can sometimes be the enemy of progress and success because it doesn't require you to think. It doesn't require you to push. It doesn't require you to do more than you already think. So, so it's super, it's vitally important though, 
that on that on the other side of that that people actually understand that this year was going to push you to be consistent if you really wanted to do certain things you had to be consistent in it. i mean as you well know nick this yeah. year's the first year that i did the 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 uh, online version of leading mm -hmm. um so people may or may not know this but listen to your podcast is that leading with lee actually started out as a seminar yeah. and so i was doing in-person seminars i did like three or four last year when i first started it and then at the end of last year i had been having a conversation with the producer of my podcast and vlog about what was this going to look like going into the next year not knowing that a pandemic was going to happen right and so we had already been in conversations about how do we be the most effective and so we have been I mean, we've been talking about this in like October, November of 2018, excuse me, 2019, before this year started. And so we've been having some pressure. And so fast forward with recording, we're doing all this stuff and getting involved. And there are many times throughout the year, I did not want to post on social media. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, this video got three views. The content was great, but I don't, I'm trying to figure out how am I not getting traction? I'm posting on social media, mm -hmm. but I had a real question it to what I was doing. Am I doing it for the views or am I doing it because I actually care about people being impacted and inspired and pushed to make a difference in the world that they're in? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, it, it was about consistency. At some point, at some point I had to, like, I was getting up or staying up to 10 or excuse me, staying up to one or 2 a.m creating just videos and content wow. because what people expect from me is consistency because you never know who's watching your stuff so true so true you have no clue who might be actually absorbing the content that you're putting out they may not even, and the funny part is they might not even be following you yep. they may just be watching just mm -hmm. to see are you really going to be committed to this and at some point they might show up and say, Hey, I want to invest into what you're doing. So let me give you the money to do whatever you need to do. Like it is about those things. It is, it is about getting still this year has taught people about stillness. This year has taught people about, uh, uh it has revealed what is real in their lives. And it's also taught people to be consistent. Cause I know some people don't have jobs and stuff like that. And God knows, I pray that you, you, you are able to get a job or start a business or whatever even as we go into this next year it's 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 a lot of stuff going going on so you yeah. got to be willing to keep putting in the work and so those are the three things that came to my mind yeah man and and it's so great like so wild especially on that last point like you talk about consistency and, and it's so it, it's it's crazy like when you think about even even i know myself and you probably know this too like all the things we wanted to do what we felt called to do that we didn't do because of something right i have to work i have to do this i have to do that yep. i have to and 2020 like somehow came and the pandemic hit and we found ourselves locked down right yep. some places more locked down than others um but even here in oklahoma it was a bit of a you know we had our our, our season of of lockdown but what, to your point, all of those excuses, all of those reasons, all of those, right. everything, right, started to fall away. They started to strip away. Well, I can't do this no more. 
I can't do that right now. I can't right. do this anymore. And when I think about 2020, you think about what are you gaining from it? What did you learn from it? Like there's, there's this, when God gives you something to do, when he is like, here, this is what I want you to do. And you know this, he doesn't always give you the full game plan, a full outline and A through Z, one through a hundred. But he, to your point, people want to see you do it. People want to see you be consistent. Yes. God wants to see faithfulness, obedience, consistency, right? Right. And when when I when you think about 2020, like all of those things, like how many people, like how many podcasts started in 2020? How many businesses, how many right. albums got dropped that right. I've been waiting all year? I mean, I just, I mean, I really feel this album on my heart. I really feel this. I really feel I need to do this, but I don't have time. And then you find yourself sitting in the house on quarantine, exactly. staring at your computer. Exactly. Staring at your computer, exactly. staring at GarageBand, staring at <laughs> Zoom or whatever it is. And now you just, you, time, and opportunity. Yeah. Or did you sit there and complain that you can't go to the movies every day? Right. Or you can't do this every day. Or you can't do that right. every day. And right. I have, I had things that I like to do that we couldn't do. And they, they, it hurt. But do I settle on, do I rest on those complaints? Or do I rest on the opportunity? Do I go press the opportunity? And I think that's to to all of your to your three words like those are where it all boils down to that opportunity did yep. you take the opportunity in 2020 yes because you can't get to 2021 when it kicks back up and the world goes back to a rhythm right and then right. oh man i don't have time anymore like right. and and and, but and you had it <laughs> right and and to your point nick we even if the world doesn't you can't it's is your thing sustainable beyond the moment? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I, I, maybe this is just me, but in recent, and maybe the last year or so, I've been thinking about how do I think about years in my life? You know, wow. I, I turned 27 this year. Mm-hmm. And how do I look at years at the years in my life? And I'm starting to really consider how do I not just look at years, but look at decades? How do, how do I want this decade to look? Yeah. How, how, how do I turn 27 this year? What will Lee's life be like in 2030 when he's 37? Yeah. What will I have accomplished over the next decade? Because, because the reason why I say that is because too often people lock in so much to a year that they don't understand that in order to build legacy or order to be really impactful, you have to think long-term. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's how businesses have been able to sustain for 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years is because they weren't thinking about, okay, if we sell a, a half a million units this year, we're, we made it. They didn't stop doing that. They, they, they were consistent enough to think about, okay, where do we want this company and product to be five years from now? Will it be relevant five years from now? Will we have changed some features? What is the technologies that we have within our company and within the infrastructure of our organization that is considering the future? Yeah. And that's something that I think we have to learn how to 
get in our minds that we think only businesses should be able to do that. You should be able to do that about your life. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying you have to plan it to a T, but, but you know, by nature, I'm a planner. So, so that, yeah. that's natural for me, but everybody doesn't have to do that. You can actually start to sit time. And here's the thing you have, you have had time. Oh, it's like you, you, most people have had time unless you were an essential worker like me, I, I work in the financial sector. So I had to be at work. It wasn't like I had the option of working from home, but, but most people, mm-hmm. the vast majority of people have the time to not just consider 2020. And I know it was tough and hard for a lot of people, but they could have literally considered the next five years or the next yeah. three or the next 10 years. And the, 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 there's power in that. There is a reason why it's important for people to understand we can't waste time doing stuff. Yeah. Like this year was about you, those of us who complain about not having time to do stuff. Your tail had time to do stuff in 2020. Yeah. We're in December. If there is no excuses, and here's the thing. There's no guarantee in 2021 you can be able to go out and do anything else you want to do. You need, you should have been putting in the work now. And I know that sounds harsh to some people. Some people was like, well, you know, so many people have gone through so much loss and you need to be empathetic to that. And I am sympathetic to that. I'm very sympathetic to the fact that people have lost family members. Oh, people, yeah. people have lost jobs. People have lost income. People have lost so much. We've dealt with so much grief this yeah. year. Full but I also believe in fully acknowledging that we also have to be aware of the fact that this was, as you said, an opportunity because a lot of times being fired is the best thing that ever happened to you. Yeah. But it's by perspective. You got to have the right perspective about that. Mm-hmm. You're, I, I, I don't want to say, I don't want to speak too soon, but, but I, I really mean this. I have realized even in my own life, and this is, I know this is on the record. So, you know, people hear this, they hear this, but I even realized this in my own life. Sometimes my job was in, was an impediment to my dream. Yeah. I was so concerned with having healthcare, having a consistent paycheck that I wasn't willing to take a part-time job and make sacrifice. And I'm sharing this because this and I know we get into the personal experience piece, but yeah. but this is a little bit of of something that I experienced this year, and I don't I, I don't particularly have regret, but I had I had a thought about a reason I was like shoot I, I probably should did that. A few months back, I had an opportunity to take a job at a university. It was part time. Mm-hmm. It's it a recruitment job. It was part time but I've been working at 20 to 30 hours a week. Okay. I have a full-time job. I have healthcare. I have all those different things. In retrospect, I realized I probably should have taken that job. And let me tell you why. Be, the, 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 what I realized was I was afraid that if I quit my job or change jobs, I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't be able to, you know, take care of the things I need to take care of. Like, you know, my mm-hmm. people's knowledge of things, which is a reasonable thing. Yeah. It's a logical thing. Of course. But I start realizing in retrospect, had I done that, mm-hmm. I could have done DoorDash. I could have done so many different things. Or my time would have been freed up. Yeah, yeah. 
to really pursue getting a client, to really pursue getting getting in a space where I actually have some, I'm working for somebody and I'm doing what I want to do. See, what, what, what we don't realize is it is important for us to see moments through a lens of, per, of perceiving what can possibly happen. I know everybody doesn't think that way, but, but I look back and I'm like, Lee, you could have, that was your opportunity. Yeah. You missed it. There was there there can be another one. I promise y'all won't miss it again. Yeah. I promise y'all won't miss it again. That 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 was your opportunity to really actually reshape your life to where literally if you were just working 20 or 30 hours a week at this particular job, you would have all this time to either be building your business, building your podcast, bit like whatever else you wanted to do and 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 if you need to make some extra money, how about you start pushing to do the things that you said you wanted to do, like coaching, mm. like leadership development. How, why are you not reaching out to businesses who don't have, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's perspective. But a lot of times we sell ourselves short based on our perceptions about what we are and we miss opportunities that actually could have been great for us. It seems like a dumb idea, but when you really think about it long-term, you actually think about it and say, you know what? That was probably the best decision I made. And I hope people in hearing me share a moment where I could have literally this year, I could have been in a different space. Who knows? Nick, think about it. Who knows yeah. where my headspace or whatever would have been had I taken that opportunity a few months back? Yeah. Would I be that frustrated in some ways that I'm frustrated? Yeah. Oh, y'all don't want to talk to me. <laughs> See, See and, that, and that, that's, it's so, because that, I mean, you think about it, that's 2020 for a lot of people, right? It's this, whether it's a missed opportunity or it's, it's this forget for forgotten opportunity, or it's this, you're so, my perspective is so focused on what I see in front of me. Yeah. The world is crazy. The politics are crazy. The racial injustice is, oh my God. And I'm so locked into that. I'm so locked into that. And and don't get me wrong. I'm there's nothing wrong with paying attention to what's going on, be having wisdom, having an understanding of what you right. see. But I can't hold so tight onto that or be so, you know, whatever that is, right? Because if you literally think about just even in America, like the whole election, the that whole thing. Like when you talk about 2020 being a year of vision and clarity and all of those things we were talking about it before we got on the episode right but i see a whole lot of people Ooh. a whole lot clearer than yes, i've ever sir. oh ever, yeah ever 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 has seen in life and i don't mean people and i'm not talking about people i know i'm talking about people i don't know like we have seen the most toxic political landscape that people have forgotten the perspective of, of decency and humanity and compassion and, you know, to be, I mean, we've grown up, I mean, we, you know, we're, we're, we're 10 years apart, but we've grown up in the same vein where we've heard this, we've heard things like America, land of opportunity. We've heard, you know, United States of America, diverse. We've, we've heard this 
And in some aspects, we've right. seen it. And in other aspects, we haven't. But when we look at this year and you think about that, like that's, that's an example of like jaded perspective. People got so locked in the politics that they forgot about people. Yep. And like, yeah. I, I know people who politically, I had a great discussion actually with someone um, about, a, about a month or so ago, shortly after the election. And, and we talked about how could, this was the question we asked each other or he, or I asked him. And then he asked me kind of a, the same question with a different name. How could you be a Christian and vote for this person? Right. Right. And that was my question to him. And then his question back to me was Joe Biden. Right. And so how can, how can, cause that's it's so funny because you see both people, both people, both candidates have Christian support. Right. Right. So it's like, okay, right. we go to church with these people. We, we, right. we, and so we could fundamentally disagree. Exactly. And still be connected. Exactly. But, but we didn't see that in 2020. Right. And, and, and to your, and to your point, Nick, you know, you know, I'm extremely political. Yeah. So, so one thing I think that we have learned about politics in America and more, I mean, if we, if people learn political history, they will understand yeah. a lot how about how the church has played a role in politics, especially, especially since 1968, particularly the conservative mm -hmm. movement. There's an interesting narrative around that. I'm not gonna get into all the details of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some people, you know, <laughs> may not like what I'm gonna say, but, <laughs> but cause I ain't trying to mess up your viewership. If they don't like me, it's cool. Hey, no. I'll say the same thing I said to another one. It's all, it's the show. This what God is going to have what comes out. If right, right. they want to stop the show at, at 20, 30 minutes right now, then hey, <laughs> I right. appreciate y'all for rolling with us for 30 right, minutes. Right, we'll right, right, right. But if you right. want to keep rolling, then keep rolling. You might exactly. learn something. <laughs> but, but, exactly. But I think one of the big things is, um, particularly with this year in politics is, and I said this to one of my friends and I really sincerely meant this, is Christians have to understand, particularly people, of, and just people of faith in general. Yeah. We have to be honest about how we look at politics. Because I think there's some dishonesty in the way we look at politics. And the reason why I say that is because we will get into this space of starting to deem someone God approved. Yeah. And we'll get into the space of trying to deem whoever we, we, we think is the most aligned with our beliefs. But the reality is, is there are a lot of things that don't align with our beliefs. Yeah. And I'm just speaking, I'm speaking specifically as a Christian. Yeah. There's a lot of things spe very specifically that does not align with our beliefs as Christian. So what does that mean for a Christian when it comes down to voting? Voting, what I mean is voting has nothing to do with your faith. It has to do with your own personal values. And if your values are aligned with your faith, then that means that there are going to always be some discrepancies in who yeah. you vote for. Mm -hmm. No matter if they're Republican or Democrat, it does not even matter. It's going to be discrepancies. So a lot of times you are prioritizing what is priorities to you. 
I can't tell, I can't give how many examples of pastors or leaders or whatever who got up here and said stuff and mm-hmm. did stuff. Mm-hmm. And even after the election have perpetuated certain irresponsible narratives. I'm not even going to get into detail about some of the irresponsibility that some people were having, particularly mm-hmm. around narratives that they were pushing. The reality was they had their own political interests and they hid it behind saying that they're saying that this is what God told them. God didn't tell you that. People vote. Yeah. People have opinions. And this is going to get me in trouble. But Christians have to understand America is not a Christian nation. Yeah. America is a nation where people of faith can freely worship. There's a difference. The founding fathers were not Christian. They were deists. If they do, if people actually do their study, study of yeah. history, they will come to learn that the founding fathers were, most of them, some of them were believers, but some of them were not necessarily Christians. They believed that there was a God. I mean, if anybody's ever seen the Jeffersonian Bible, they'll come to learn that these people didn't necessarily, they believed that there was a, you know. Greater power. So, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's, that is count. I don't think that is uh, antithetical to Christianity. I don't particularly think that was antithetical to Christianity. But what we have to understand is we have to understand things in context. Yeah. We have to understand that these men were flawed. These same men who founded this country only valued white men who have not only just value white men, but value white men who have property. So if you was a poor white person, if you were a woman, if you were a person of color, you had no rights in America. And over time, people got rights and they still are getting rights. So what, what Americans have to understand and American Christian has to understand is who is your Lord? Yeah. Is it who the president is? Like, how ridiculous is this? Is that we relegate our whole belief, our whole faith walk, our whole existence on who the president is as a christian that is literally crazy to me yeah has nothing to do with who the president is your god is bigger than the president yeah now 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 i have the right as a believer and a right as a person to have an issue with you because of your political beliefs don't give me the jesus thing no i i have the right to have issue with you yeah because if your beliefs if your set of core values don't line up with our faith, I have to have issue with you because it misrepresents what concerns me. And even if we don't have the same beliefs, the reality is, is because we are Christians, we should be empathetic to issues. Yeah. What, you know, I think it's a powerful thing. You and I have had this conversation before and many, many people, especially black people have had this conversation in America and around the world have had this conversation is that we are so grateful in a sense, even though it's tragic in a sense, that seeing Ahmaud, Ahmaud Arbery be murdered, seeing George Floyd be murdered, seeing Breonna Taylor, and all the, the, yeah. the number of people who have lost their lives over the past few years more than anything, seeing a moment where everybody is seeing it for the first time, yeah. like really, 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 really seeing it for the first time and realizing that the whole world is responding in a positive and productive way. Yeah. That's been a powerful thing, but it's not, but we can't stop there. Yeah. And I think 
one of the big issues that we keep seeing in our culture and our society is for black black Americans or just people of color in general. Uh, it, it is it is complicated. It is messy. America's history is messy. We need to stop lionizing America's history. It is messy. Yeah. But that's but that's why we are becoming a more perfect union. Yeah. We're evolving. We're growing. We're learning, we're changing, we're moving forward for the better. And people have to understand that. And we have to be okay with that. No, yeah. no person is the same way they were. I mean, it's crazy to think that Americans sometimes, and we have this bad habit of doing this. It's crazy to think, even when I, we look at our history, it's crazy to think that a hundred years, just a hundred years ago, yeah. the vast majority of Americans that have rights in America didn't have them. Yep. Women got the right to vote this year, a hundred years ago. And not only that, it was white women. Yeah. A hundred years ago. Yeah. And so we, 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 we have to really have perspective. We have to be honest about the conversation. I think there's a lot of dishonesty in, in how we are really, really looking at it. We don't like to question our own beliefs we don't like to question our own conjecture we don't like to question our own things and i'm gonna share this with you and i'm gonna stop talking about this because we need to talk about other stuff and you know we don't have a whole lot of time but but i'm gonna share this with you i'm from the south as you well know i'm from mississippi mm -hmm. you know being in mississippi the 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 vast majority of what we hear on the radio is conservative media like there's russ limbaugh there's Sean, there's all these conservative folks. I mean, the politicians are very conservative. I mean, the culture yeah. is conservative. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. I actually have never, I mean, I grew up, I grew up being pretty, pretty conservative because yeah. you grew up in the South. You don't, you don't really understand. And in some cases, you may not fully understand your own history because they don't even really teach you your history to some degree in the South. And that's a whole side conversation. Yeah. But as I got older, the more I started read, the more I started understanding, my view started changing. My political view started to change. It did. The core of my belief is to think I still love Jesus. I still, but my political view started to shift some mm -hmm. because of things that I have learned and things I've come into knowledge of and different things like that. And it caused some friction within my own my own family. I have conversations with with people that I love about issues, and they're like. Well, why you why you feel that, or why you change your opinion, or whatever? And it's like, I have the right to change my opinion. It doesn't make me less of a Christian, yeah, because I have a different view than you have, particularly about what we should do with our money, or who is valuable, or what life, what at what stage of life somebody's life is valuable. Let's not even get into that, because yeah. there are people that only value people at birth. But don't don't talk about everything after that person is born. We don't even have conversations about that. But that's holistic in our Christian walk. That should be a part of the conversations that we should have. And I personally, as somebody who plans to run for office someday, I can I've gotten to a place where I can live with the fact that there will be people that just don't like what I stand for or believe because they want to hide behind Christianity. But the reality is, it's just their political views, and it's okay. It's okay to have different politi political views. Of course. And I think that's when you even like, and, and I'm so glad you said all of what you said, because I, I think that has been 
a, a couple of things. One, when you said, um, you know, America's in, in, in a nutshell, America's not perfect. And, and what I instantly thought about was our own walk, like right. our own journey in life to discover who we are, what we're about, and the acknowledgement, even, even when you come to the point of salvation, the acknowledgement of, you know what, I'm not perfect. I'm not a terrible person, but maybe I've done terrible things. Right. And I acknowledge that. And I see that in myself. But now I'm going to move forward and change in a different way. Right. And I really feel like 2020 has been that year for America. Like, to your point, yes, everything that's happened this year with George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, like those things. So for, for black, for black America. Yeah. We, we've seen that. We right. see, we know that. Right? Right. right. But this has been the year. And again, I wasn't alive during the civil rights era. So I, I've only read about it and, and not my, you know, I have my grandparents and people who have been there right. and, and know. The, and that's but, what's crazy. These people are still alive. Oh yeah. And here's the crazy, here's the part about, it. I love what you said. You have to grow into your own opinion. You have to grow into your own value system because the, what my understanding, or, or I, I've said it this way, my convictions are not my mom's convictions, right? are exactly. not my grandparents' convictions, exactly. are not my, like my great, great, and I could probably say great grandparents were slaves. Right. They were like, that's what they were. Exactly. Exactly. And they had a very different worldview than I did. But I love what I, the shirts that I've seen where it says, like, I'm my ancestors' greatest right. vision, greatest inspiration, greatest achievement. Yeah. Because everything they went through put me on this moment, put right. us on this moment, right? right? And we have the platforms and have the voices to say the things that we need to say that need to be called out. But I also can't do that living my life on their worldview, on their convictions, on their perspective. Because we've all had a, we all have a relative who, and and you'll laugh when I say it, but I know you think you'll think of somebody right off as soon as I say it. But if you're listening to this and you're a person of color or or, um, you're a person of color, you have a relative or two or three, or it might be you. You don't trust white people. None of them. <laughs> you you think they're all this one. You think they're all a certain thing. You think all police are bad. You think that's all that's real. But we've been on earth enough to know in our, now we, we, we've established an age of understanding that I can firmly step back and say, well, wait a minute. That's not true. Right. Like, are there bad police officers? Of course. Are there bad people? Of course. But is are all of one person bad? Right. No. That, that's fundamentally not true. Right. So I have to formulate my own opinion about that. Right. I have to formulate my own within, within the framework. Like you said, I'm still rooted in what God said in his word. And when I think of, and I said this, even in when you talked about America Divided, I talked about this 
like, and I talked about it in another series, What is Love? Like, I know, based on what we read in the Bible, how Jesus felt about people. Yeah. Not Christians, because we know we yeah. know how he felt about them, too. They were right. called Pharisees and Sadducees right. in the Bible. Right. We know exactly. how he felt about them. But how did he feel about people, the people yeah. that nobody wanted, the poor, the 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 disabled, the LGBTQ community? Yeah. Like in America, the Muslim. The oh yes. Ooh, like, we, we, we don't want to go there. We still, as Christians, we are called to love. I didn't say agree. It said to love. There's a difference. Exactly. We are called to love. I don't I don't have to agree with something you do. Exactly. To know that I have love for you and I'll pray for you. Exactly. Like that, that's when you get to the real, and I think even when you think about 2020 and peeling back things, 2020 has been the peel back of our Christianity. And, and you've really found out, well, you're not as Christian as you, as you may have thought you were. Because right. you didn't realize how, how that political issue would affect you. You didn't realize how wearing a mask would affect you. You didn't realize right. how dealing with Come on. would affect you. Because now we've stripped away everything that we would have covered exactly. our Christianity in. And now I'm having to walk different. I'm having to act different. I'm having to be different. And when I think about 2021, and, and I'll ask you, like, when you everything that you've experienced, everything that you've, you've, you know, culminated out of 2020, like, and, and for people that are listening, like, what do you, what do you walk into 2021 with? Like, what do you, where, where is, where, where, and how would you encourage somebody to walk into 2021? Because we know that's in what this, this episode is on the, we're on the 28th of December. Right. That's in three days. 29, 30, 30, four days, excuse me. I'm, you know, math public school. I'm sorry. But you know, um I got I know what you meant. I know but, what you meant. Oh yeah. But that's in four days. We're gonna yeah. walk into that mug in four days. Like, yeah. what do I walk into it with? Because I, I I'm all about mindset and, and going and do it, but I feel like there's a couple of things that that we have to like have to walk into 2021 with and yeah. so just share a little bit like where, where do you see that not only for yourself but help somebody well I, I think it's a great question Nick you know I, the first thing that came to my mind is I think there's so many people that are, were so exhausted this year yeah if we'd be honest about 2020 it was very exhausting for a lot of people people lost folks for I mean we we I mean at a national and global scale, we lost great leaders, we lost influencers, we lost people that we have grown to love. I mean, people that we admire. I mean, you know, I, I, I joke about this, but I, I'm being very serious when I say this. I was, I was like, I told somebody, I'm like, man, after Kobe Bryant died, it seemed like all, oh, it just, it just seemed like everything went to the wall, you know? Yeah. I was like, was Kobe the one holding it together, Lord? Like. <laughs> Was which was a black woman the one you were using Jesus? You know, look, I said the same thing, man. <laughs> when when that happened, that was it's, it's like everything after everything that. everything just 
you know, kept rolling, kept rolling, kept it was rolling. Crazy. You know, well, Susan Chadwick Boseman, and I mean, I mean, yeah. John Lewis, and all these significant, CT Vivian, and all these yeah. great actors, and Sean Conn. I mean, very, very prominent people who had impacts on people's lives in significant yeah. ways. That's an exhausting thing. But one thing I think that people need to have perspective about is realizing that as we go into 2021, we have to stay focused. I think the word for 2020 is the same thing for 2021, is that we have to stay focused on what we must be about doing. Yeah. Because you have to really ask yourself, especially in the last three days of the year, is am I building something that's conditional? Or am I building something that will last? We, we, have, we have to ask ourselves. I mean, Zoom didn't even know it. Zoom didn't know when they started the company five to 10 years ago, when they started Zoom, they didn't yeah. know that they would be the place, the premier place that would last. Yeah. You know how many conferences now are not about to operate in person anymore because oh, yeah. places like Zoom and platforms like this that, are, that give people access Let's say, for instance, you can't go to a conference anymore in person. People will eventually get back to people doing in-person conferences, but they will create a space for people who could not come in person to be able to sit at home and be present and be live, be able to engage. I even have, have an idea for something I want to do in the upcoming year, particularly about leading with Leah. I've been thinking about doing a seminar, but even in the seminar, I'm thinking about, Lee, do you actually need to do it in person? There's plenty of platforms on which you can do the whole seminar on and actually have real authentic engagement from the audience. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. but it comes down to, are you willing to take this moment to evaluate where you are and how does that move you into the next phase, move you into the next year? We got opportunities, yeah. man. It's, 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 what am I doing these last three days? Am I looking back at this year and saying, man, you know, it was so bad and I don't want to relive this. I just want another year. But people have been saying they want another year for years. Saying that for years. <laughs> We've been saying you want another year for years. <laughs> oh, a new opportunity. Exactly. Yeah, Are man. you going to change how you live your life? Are you yeah. going to stick to a budget? Are you going to be consistent in calling your mother every single day because you've been saying that I was, I'm not connecting with her in a significant way? So, I want to swallow my pride and call my mama. Like, are, are you going to be consistent in doing things that you don't want to do, but you need to do for you to be able to be able to do what you need to do? Yeah. Literally, bro, there are people who have made billions of dollars be in quarantine. Yeah. Billions. Because they built a sustainable model. And I think for you personally, what are the sustainable structures in your life? Do you really have true, authentic, strong friendships? Yeah. Have you t actually had conversations with your significant other? I mean, you know, one of the biggest experiences of my life, and I told you this, is if me meeting my girlfriend and now, I mean, I mean, I love Brianna. Like, meeting her and then going through all these different things and us having honest conversations about how we want to accomplish things. Like those things are necessary. You need to have conversations with your significant other. You have conversations with your best friends. You, have you need to have conversations with your family about stuff. You need to reevaluate your job. Like 
these are things that's going to sustain. You got to be thinking about what is it going to look like in the future? That's, that's how we go into 2021. Yeah. It can't be, it can't be predicated on a year. Yeah. And I know we, we like, it is something that culture likes to do. We like to say, this is the person of the year. It's the entertainer of the year. I'm not trying to be the person of the year or entertainer of the year. I'm trying to be somebody who impacts this next decade. Yeah. I want to be, no matter what level that is, mm-hmm. no matter if I'm famous or productive, whatever that means, whatever that means for me and people that are listening or may even watch, I don't know if you're going to post this video, but people that may be listening, you got to be thinking about how am I going to be focused over the next decade? We got to stop getting so caught up in years because you start, you start being, you stop giving yourself credit for what you did accomplish if you only look at years. If you only look at years, you'll, you will never give yourself credit for what you have accomplished. If you didn't accomplish everything in one year, it can be a goal for next year. You, you, and like you can't, it's not like you can't do it. It may not happen in the time you wanted it to, but it doesn't mean it can't happen. Yes, sir. Come on. I am a living example of that. Point in case, you know my story. I even shared this on leading. When I went, to co- I went to college at 18 years old. I was 18 when I went to college. I didn't finish my undergrad degree till I was 26. Not because I was trash and was being garbage in college. I worked my tail off in college. Circumstances happened and things changed to where I could not do it in the way that I wanted to. I changed schools. Therefore, things would I transport to, uh, some of my credits and transfer. So therefore, it took me three years of getting rejected by this school to get two classes taken care of. Nick, I applied to get in these two classes for years, not months, years. But I finished my degree because, and here's the thing, I could have got frustrated with the fact that, wait, I didn't finish when I want to finish. I should have had my degree in 2016. Yeah. That's what all my friends graduated, 2016. Mm -hmm. I should have been completed in 2016. I walked. I did everything I was supposed to do in 2016. But circumstances happened. Life happened to where it didn't work out that way. And I didn't get my degree to 2019. But the fact of the matter is, if I got so caught up in that, I would have said, well, well, 2017 can't happen for me. 2018, 2019, 2020 can't happen for me because in 2016, I didn't get what my other friends got. Yeah, they got masters and stuff. I have two, I have one really close friend. I've known her for many, many years. She has two master's degrees right now. I have a friend, he went to law school. I have friends who've done incredible things. They're in their career, they're doing what they want to do. But it doesn't mean that I missed out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that. It just means that my story is different from theirs. It is about perspective. People think that they are going to get stuck because they don't get it at the same time as other people. But the reality is it does not matter when you get it. It matters that you get it. Warren Buffett did not become a billionaire to his fifties, bro. He was in his late, he was in his early or mid fifties. He was in his fifties. 
He's like 80 something now, but he's only been a billionaire for the last half of his life. But we get so caught up when we see young people being super successful super early. And that's, look, I get it. I understand that. I get it. But time or the, a year does not dictate to your success. It doesn't. I'm going to say this and I'm going to get to the point because this, this actually matters a great deal to me because I think about this all the time. Let's even look at our last president, Barack Obama, before President Trump. People don't even realize this. Barack Obama came into politics not in his 20s, not even in his 30s. Or it was late 30s. It's like late 30s. He came to the U.S. Senate at 43 years old. 43, 44 years old. This dude was elected president at 47. Was president for eight years and out of politics just like that. He only had been in, uh, on the national stage. What, what people didn't realize, Barack Obama had only been on the national stage for roughly about 12 years. 12 years. Yet, he was impactful and, and did what he did in his moment because it was his moment. If he had gotten hung up at 24 and saying, well, you know, I should have been done in law school. I should have been this and the other. I should be this, blah, blah, blah. He would have missed it. If he, did, if he did that at 34 and was like, man, you know, I should have been this. I should have been this. You know, I'm married. I, we ain't got no kids yet or we got some kids. And, you know, got caught up in all this stuff. He would have missed his moment because he was relegating it to a year. He was relegating the years. We need to stop relegating our success to years. And I'm not saying, I'm not criticizing the question. I think the question is a great question. But I'm trying to encourage people to really think beyond whether this thing gonna happen for me because if you if you're successful you just don't want to be successful for a year who who wants to be successful for just a year yeah yeah nobody everybody wants to be successful for the long term so you gotta build things for the long term i'm done <laughs> but you just got me fired up on that i'm sorry no i you know what it, it's is uh, again i appreciate everything you said because i i think that's you know it, i was thinking of something that I think we forgot um, that I, I even forgot that people were saying about 2020 that it's also the beginning of a decade. And now I haven't heard many people say it, but I'm sure somebody's thinking it like if this, how this decade going to be like, Oh my gosh. Like, and, and, but to your points about, uh, President Obama and 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 Warren Buffett and all these like you you just don't don't take your failure as the 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 formula or the or, or the end game to your success just yeah. because you failed uh, and I love this and I'll even throw in I'll throw in maybe one or two other people I, I know one for sure but it, it, most people don't know this most maybe they do maybe they don't. But Michael Jordan, the greatest player, 
I'm gonna say it. So if you don't agree, whatever. I don't. Not you. I'm talking about people that's listening. It, that, this, is, this is me. I don't even compare. I, I, I don't, don't compare because there is no comparison. That's what I'll say. But, but they're different kind of players too. That's a whole different other, kind of player. But, Kobe is but more like Jay. MJ. There you go. <laughs> uh, LeBron is more like Magic Johnson. But there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But most people don't know. In high school, go read the story. You can Google it. Michael Jordan, his, I believe, sophomore or junior year, was cut from the basketball team. He didn't make the team. Coach told him he wasn't good enough. Exactly. Think about that. Somebody told Michael Jordan that he was not good enough at basketball. Like, that is, that, that, that's mind-boggling when you think about it. Because, again, his perspective could have been, man, I guess not. I guess this ain't for me. Right. Or, you know what, and, and if you watch The Last Dance, you already know, okay, that's that all I needed. That's all I needed. That's sure, that chip. So, so even for my encouragement to people, as we close this episode out, is that's all you needed. You, that's all you need. You need, you need somebody to tell you you can't. You need, you need that opportunity to say, you know, I don't know, you know, man, I, I want to do this, but man, this is tough, or this is, this, this, you know, whatever it is, like, capitalize on that opportunity. And it's not to show people. It, it, it's it's to know that your time will come. Yep. If, 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 if you know in your heart, and this is what God told you to do, it will come. It will happen. And you just have to be consistent. You have to be obedient. You got to be locked in to what it is you're supposed to do and take the opportunity when it comes, shoot your shot. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to do that because you can't complain about shots you don't take. Exactly. Like you, you can't be on the basketball court and man, I didn't, man, I should have, but you didn't shoot it though. It's one thing if you complaining about missing shots, right? Okay, you got to work to make them. Exactly. But exactly. if you ain't shooting them, I don't want to hear about you ain't making them. You ain't shooting them. Like, you know, so I, I think for 2021, it's got to be like, there's got to be this focus. There's got to be this perspective that no matter what happens in 2021, I'm going to happen in 2021. Like, we have to take that. And sure. Lee, let me tell you something, bro. Like, you you going to be a staple on this here, on, on Vantage Point, because every time we talk, man, I know it's only been twice, but we talk way more than these two episodes you've been yeah. on, but it's always insightful. It's always, you know, just challenging me to think differently and put on my hat differently and, and, and it ignites me and gets me fired up. And I know people are going to be listening to this and they're going to be the same thing as well. So I want, man, I want people to connect with you. I want people to lock into what you're doing and what your 2021 looks like. So let, let the people know as we close this out, how can they get connected with you, my brother? And yeah, once again, thank you, Nick. I mean, I mean, it's it's just it's a great opportunity to just have conversations um, about just life. This is what life is, you know. And so um, the way people can connect with me um, on social media, it is uh, Lee A. Scott the second or Lee A. Scott. It's Lee A. L. E. E. A. S. C. O. T. T. I. I because of the Roman numeral. Um, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can follow me on there on Facebook. It's Lee A. Scott II. Um, if you want to connect with me on there, I also have a 
fan, uh, I guess the business page on there is just Lee Scott. Um, and you'll see the emblem for um, Leading with Lee. But, and also you can subscribe to my podcast and blog. Obviously, I'm subscribed to Nick. I mean, this dude got followers around the world. I mean, brother, I can learn something from that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Man, I, look, I always appreciate you. Always. <laughs> but, yeah, but no, thank you. But yeah, you definitely could um, connect with me on uh, social media, but also on my podcast and blog. It's on YouTube and it's on most uh, podcasting platforms. Um, uh, it's leading with lead. So you can go and subscribe there. Um, I would love to get comments and hear people's voices and get reviews and different things like that. So that's the way people can connect with me. Um, but, but we about to do some work in 2021 and Nick is right. This is, this is foundational. You, you got to think about, you know, how, how you want to end the year and how that goes into how you function the next year. So thanks Nick. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And man, like I said, this, I I want y'all to get connected with Lee. I want y'all to subscribe, all of those things, because I know we, I mean, me and him were talking um, about 2021 and I'm just telling y'all, you, you, if you want to be inspired, you want to be fired up, you want some motivation, you want some tips, you want some insight, revelation, it's all going to come in there. And, and so I, especially if you're a business person or you're a leader, or you know, you feel that in your heart, that's what you want to be. This is the man to talk to. Let me tell you. And so, man, I, I want to close this out every week, every week in perspectives I've done this, but man, I, I would love um, for you to just close us out in prayer, man, because I think, I know for me, like that's been something in my transparency with, with the podcast. It's something I've struggled with and wanting to do but i know if 2020 has showed me anything it's that prayer is power and uh, yeah. and i i just you know um I, I would love for as we close this out just just whatever's on your heart man just pray for this to encourage this audience um as they leave 2020 and go into 2021 man just just a prayer for them um just just to really just ignite their faith a little bit man Okay. Okay. Um, Father, I thank you for this opportunity that we get together and have a conversation about um, just having the right perspective. God, I pray that people will get clarity from this opportunity that they have have had to listen to um, this episode today. God, I pray that you will bless them in all that they do. God, bless their hands. There's something um, that you did with Moses that I'm reminded of even as I'm praying right now, how when he came to the bush and he he asked you um, whether or not he should be going out or doing anything or how can he free the people, uh, the children of Israel. You said one thing to him that is vital and critical. You asked him what is in his hands. God, I pray that as this year ends, people will recognize what is in their hands and what you have put in their hands to do in the world. So I pray, God, that they will go into this next year and not just this next year, but this next decade with a perspective that says, I'm going to do whatever is in my hand to do, whether that's to write, whether that's to produce things, whether that is to uh, create things, whether that is to speak into someone like mentor, whatever the case might be, bake, whatever the case might be, I pray that they will take whatever is in their hands, they'll put their feet to the plow, they, or excuse me, their hands to the plow, and they'll continue to grow it. They'll continue to work in it. They'll continue to invest in it so that it can be something that becomes large and beautiful and powerful and impacts the world. We thank you. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, brother. And 
I just, again, uh, thank you all for rolling with us another week. Uh, we're going to be back just in a couple of days. I'm going to be back with episode 50. Um, and we're going to close out 2020. We're going to close out season two of Vantage Point. And you will see Lee back here in 2021. Oh, yeah. I can guarantee you that. Um, and we might actually be in person. Maybe we'll be in person for the first time. Who knows? We'll see. But uh, I know he's game for it. I know I am. So, again, thank you all so much for rolling with us another week. We're going to catch you just in a couple of days on Vantage Point. Mm-hmm.